Good morning, Westridge. I'm Lance Hurley. It's good to be back here with you today. The uh, title for the day is Live Grateful. I'll tell you, I have a lot to be grateful for vocationally right now. Uh, Ignite uh, Church Planning, the ministry I, uh, I lead, we started two churches in, back in October whose combined starting attendance was over 500. It's been a good month, right? Both these babies, yeah, that's, uh, God deserves the applause on that one, that's for sure. Hey, both babies are doing well. I look forward to seeing what God's going to do in the future through these, uh, through these churches that impact their communities. The passage we're going to look at today from Jesus' famous Sermon on the Mount contains several things that have been repeated through the years in our world. The first is this fairly familiar saying, ask, you will receive, seek, and you will find, knock, and door will be open. We've heard that before, right? Okay, that's something we've heard in our, in our society. Now, I wondered, can you think of a time when you actively sought something you had lost or misplaced? I think we all have played things like that, right? Let me tell you a story. Several years ago, Darla and I were heading out to the grocery store. We exited our house to see our oldest son washing uh, his car out in our driveway. So we talked for a moment, then I backed the car out of the garage, and we drove down, down to the store about two miles away. We returned home, and that's when my son asked me the question, Dad, did you see my car keys? I said, no, why do you ask? He said, well, I put them on the back of your car when I was washing mine. Then you backed out of the car, out of the garage, and, and I didn't think about it. And my question was, why? Okay, yeah, your parents, why did you put them on the back? Anyway, anyway, there was no answer to that one. Well, my car is rounded on the back, so there were no keys on the back of my car. We looked down the street, there were no keys in the street. And on his key ring were our house keys, all his work keys, because he's doing a summer job with Village Mantino, and his car keys. We drove around the first few blocks looking, there no keys anywhere. Now, I obsess about things sometimes. So I would look, every morning when I'd go on my morning walk, I would look for the keys, right? So I'd walk the same trail we drove the car, and I'd just look off the side, and I'd pray, Lord, help me find the keys. You ever pray a prayer like that? Now, it soon changed, though, when I found no keys anywhere. My prayer turned into this, Lord, help the keys not to fall into the wrong hands, right? So I'd walk, I'd look at the grass along the road, no keys. And so I prayed. One morning, about a week after they were lost, I was praying as I walked along, and I felt a nudge inside. Here's what I heard in my heart. Go to the grocery store. Now, I argued with the Spirit. You ever do that? Okay, I argued. I said, there is no way those keys stayed on the trunk of my car. I mean, it's two miles away. There's turns and twists in the road. <laughs> There's no way. But I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. So I walked back into the house after my walk, told Darla I was going to the store. Her response was, why? And uh, I said, well, I think I'm supposed to ask about Jared's keys. So I walked into the store, went up to the customer service area, and said, I know this sounds like a strange request, but a week ago, did you have any car keys turned into the store? And the, the lady opened up the drawer, and she rummaged through, and she said, no, nah, I don't see anything. I said, that's okay, no problem. I, I, just, I was just thinking. And wondering. And all of a sudden she said, wait, wait, are these it? And I said, those are it. Plucked them out of her head and said, thank you very much. I walked into my house and, and I did this. I said, you know, don't ever tell me God's not real. Right? I said, I, I see it here. Even in the little things, God cares about even little things like car keys, right? Now, I'll tell you what, I use the word thank you a lot 
that day. And there have been many, many times through the years where I've seen the Father show up in some very interesting, fun, and exciting ways. I love following Jesus because I think when, when we follow Jesus, we get to see the Father more clearly. Now, we're heading into the time of the year where we think about the things we're grateful for. And that's why live grateful is a very timely topic. So here's my thought for the day. I believe there are certain directional focuses that will build a life that's filled with gratitude. Now, I brought, uh, I brought a compass with me today. Now, this is old school. Okay, this is, this is one of those that has the north. You know, we use GPS now. My phone, I trust my phone to take me just about anywhere, and most of the time it's pretty good. But anyway, so, yeah, find true north. Okay, north this way, right? Now, when, when old-time explorers would use the compass, they would take this, they would find north, and from that direction, once they knew what north was, they would, they would be able to know which direction they wanted to head. So they used the setting to determine where they were headed. Now, I believe there are certain settings that will help us build gratitude into our lives. And I'll tell you what, I believe a grateful life is a very attractive life. We have much to be thankful for. We'll talk more about that in Thank you are two of the most important words in the English language. So my question is, what direction do we look in order to build and fill gratitude into our lives? Well, I think, first of all, we need to look up. Now, here's what Jesus said in Matthew 7, 7 through 8. Ask, it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. I love that because, you see, a promise tied to an action. Asking, receiving, seeking, finding, knocking, and open. Now, this passage is mostly about prayer, really. It's about talking to God. And when it comes to building gratitude, I think it really does all begin by turning our face upward toward the Father because He's the one who's going to respond to our cries for help. And this is why the directional focus has to start this direction before any other direction. So I was on a walk a couple of weeks ago. It was a crisp, clear, cold morning. I like to walk in the dark. It was about 5 o'clock in the morning. Stars, I came to one point in my walk where we we were in between streetlights. And I look up, and the stars were so bright, they just filled the sky. And I stopped. And I I started thinking about how big God is, how majestic he is. And then I just thanked him for loving someone like me and listening to someone like me. And letting me be a child of his. It all came when I looked up. Now, organizationally, is uh, when we start churches, we try to practice upward looking. We we do practice prayer regularly, because we've seen what God does as we ask. Each week, we ask God to bring us church planners who will reach out to the four people groups of Chicagoland: African Americans, Asians, Hispanics, and Caucasians. And we had a church planner assessment center a couple of weeks ago. We had a couple of couples come in. Uh, we were talking to them about being potentially church planters. And uh, I was t- taking the assessor, the chief assessor, back to the airport on the way. And I was telling them about some of the things that were going on. And I began to tick off the names of people that have come our way who are interested in church planning. I said, I realize every one of those people groups is represented in these people I'm talking about. So as we're asking, God's responding. Jesus says, Ask, seek, and knock. It's kind of interesting to me 
Because the verb tense literally says this, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. That's what it means. So let me ask you guys who are parents here. When your child comes to you with a large request, do you say yes right away? I don't. Because I want to make sure that what my boy, back when, back when my boys were younger, I want to make sure that what they're asking, they really, really were thinking about. They really, really wanted. And it really was a heart issue, not just a passing fancy. Because I, I think as a parent, I, I knew what was best for my boys. And I'll tell you, God knows what's best for his children. Always. When we bring him these requests, we bring him these, these things that are hard things for us. He knows the timing that's best. He knows what we need when we need it. So Jesus, he tells us to look up to the one who does, who's going to answer our requests. And basically the idea is that someone who has nothing talking to someone who has everything who can supply it. And our Father loves us as, our, as his children. And that goes to the second point there. So we look up, but then I think we need to look back. Look what Jesus said. Which of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? Now, what can we expect from God? Well, here's what we see here in this. I think we see a contrast mentioned in this passage. Okay. I have two glasses here, and then I have two tights pop, okay? So, let me pour the cola, first of all, okay? Now, you notice it is black, okay? Caramel colored, I guess, is what it is, right? Okay, and then I also have this, which is called what? The uncola, right, Okay? Yeah, so cola and uncola. Now, is there a contrast? What do you think? Now, there's a lot of similarities here, right? Okay, they're both carbonated. They're both filled with sugar, which gives good energy. Ah, which I need more of. Okay, right? Okay. Uh, but they're, they're different. Okay, they look different. They taste different. There are some similarities. And what Jesus is doing here, he's giving a contrast between us who are fathers and the perfect father. And not that seven up is perfect. Okay? But it is clear. Oh, that's good too. Okay, yeah. So, what can we expect from the father? Well, here's what Jesus did. He's saying, earthly fathers... Okay, you know how to give good gifts to your children, even though you're evil, okay? And, and basically, as a father, I, I wanted to be a good dad to my boys. My boys now are 33 and twins are 31, okay? So they're getting older. I guess I am too, okay? Now, we know as an earthly father what it means to be a good daddy. Now, there are exceptions to every rule. Most fathers want what's best for their children. I always wanted that for my boys, and I always tell him, I love him. I tell him, I'm very proud of you. My dad, who is 82, I was talking to him on the phone yesterday. And he ends the conversation, he says, son, I want you to know how proud I am of you. You know what? 
That means something. Was he a perfect father? No. Am I a perfect father? Not by any stretch of the imagination. Here's what, here's what Jesus says here. When you are earthly fathers who know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will my father give good gifts to those who love him? You don't want to know what God's like? He's the perfect father. That's why I say it's important to look back. It's important to look back and see what God has done for us. It's, focus, it's, it's important to focus back on what, the ways we've seen God in action in our lives. See, looking up and looking back go hand in hand. As we pray, we should see answers. Now, we will see answers as we pray. Okay? That's just the way it works. Our God is our Father. He loves us. So my question is, what has God done in your life lately? Well, let me tell you a couple stories of, of prayers that have been answered for me recently. So we launched LifeWell Christian Church in Crown Point, October 21st. I love going to the opening Sundays of church plants because I, I get to see empty parking lots fill up with cars. That sounds kind of goofy, but I'll tell you what, I recognize every one of those cars pulling into the parking lots. They're not part of the launch team. They're part of people who are hungry to see what's going on here. They've received an invitation in the mail, an invitation from a friend, and they're coming just to check it out. And I recognize every one of those hungry people may find filling through Jesus. And I mean, that's what I'm praying as we're driving in. So I talked to one guy who came into the, into the parking lot, and he came up and he said, well, I received an invitation. I thought I'd give it a shot. And so I was talking to him. I, he's not a follower of Jesus yet, but I'll tell you what, he left that morning intrigued by what he'd heard and what he had seen. I talked with him after the service. I don't know what God's going to do, but I thank God that he was there and he responded. Now, something that happened that morning was kind of interesting. The minister's face was, all dark, was kind of dark on stage. And I asked Danny, he's a, he's a church planner, I said, what happened? He said, our light bar blew right before the first service. So he said, yeah, we were, we were kind of dark up on stage. I said, do you want to fix that? He said, yeah, we've got to fix it. I don't want to spend the money, but we've got to fix it. So he found that 1800 bucks, he could fix the problem. And so uh, we were talking a little later on in the week. He said, you'll never believe what happened today. He said, I was talking to one of the other area churches. They called to ask how things had gone. And it went very well. They had 335 for both services there that first day. And uh, he said, uh, the guy asked him how everything went. I said, well, it went well. He said, we had a couple technical issues, which you always do in a new church plant. But he said, it went pretty well. He said, we blew our light bar. And, and the guy said, well, how much is it going to cost you? He said, hey, 1800 bucks. He said, okay, no problem. Say, thanks for letting me know what happened. And later on, he said, uh, the guy called back and said, you'll get a check for $2,000 in the mail later this week. We want to pay for the light bar. And we celebrated together because we got to see God at work, right? The Father gives good gifts. I was, I was up in my tree stand <laughs> on Friday morning on a prayer call with a friend of mine. He leads a prayer call from the college I graduated from. And so he was, he was leading a prayer call. And he, I, wasn't, I wasn't praying out loud because I was in the tree stand. But, uh, but I, was, uh, I was listening and he said, listen, you need to think back to the people who've touched your life through the years, and you need to thank God for them. And he's recounting people who touched his life. And I got thinking. I got thinking about people like my dad, who has been a great example to me through the years, what it means to be a man of God. I thought of Darren's dad, Bob Sloniger, who was a great mentor to me. I thought of my, my coach, my college baseball coach, 
who is still a friend and mentor to me today, 37 years after college. And I thank God for men like that who have poured into me. And we all have people like that. I think is a way God gives gifts. And Jesus said, if you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give good gifts to those who love them? Yeah, I think it's important to look back. I think it's important to look and see where God has moved in our lives and say, thank you, Father, for all you've done for us. And then what God wants, continues to teach me this lesson. If I ask, he will respond. Period. Period. The key is being willing to ask. And that leads to the third direction to look. I think we need to look around. There's a famous verse from Matthew seven twelve. We looked at it in our summer trail mix over in July. Here's what he said. Jesus said, so in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. And it's a golden rule. And it's a phrase that's still used in our culture today. It's very appropriate at the end of this section on prayer and the character of the Father as we pray. See, if we look at the blessings that God's given to us, God doesn't want us to become a stopping point for the blessings. God wants us to become a flow-through so we can bless others with the way we have been blessed. I think of it like this. I have a valve with me today, okay? Right now, the valve is closed, and now it's open. Now, we have one of two choices. When we get blessings from the Father, we can close it off and let it stop right here. But as far as I know, in everything we see here, and here's what Jesus said, in everything, do to others, it's a proactive thing. We're supposed to open up the valve and let it flow. That's how Jesus intended us to live if we're following him. What does it mean to let it flow? I was watching the Weather Channel one morning a few weeks ago. They were in the Florida Panhandle talking about how life was slowly resuming after Hurricane Michael had uh, destroyed a lot of the Panhandle. They were showing a, a tent that was set up to feed people from across the region, and it was crewed by Southern Baptist relief workers. And here's what the, the Weather Channel said. These people will be here from now until right before Christmas. And she kind of shook her head. And my thought was, that's what we do, right? I, I, they're practicing the golden rule. I'm sure there are other places those folks could be and would want to be, but they've chosen to let the blessings flow to others and to help. How do we let it flow? Well, it's simply a matter of listening and responding. I think, I think the more we look up and look back, the more we open ourselves to being conduits of blessing to others. I was talking to a friend of mine a couple of months ago. He was telling me about some of the challenging times financially he and his, he and his family have been having as he led his church. And I felt a nudge of the Spirit. And so I just asked, I said, can Darla and I help you financially? He said, no, 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 I'm not asking, I'm not telling you the story for that reason at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> and I said, I said, listen, I understand that. But I'll tell you what, if we have something that we can help with in our hands, 
We need to use it to help. So can we help you? And I could hear the tears in his voice on the phone as he said, yeah, yeah, we would greatly appreciate it. I said, no problem. Now, I am no hero. There are so many times I miss the nudge of the Spirit and just walk right past it. But every now and then, every now and then I get it, and I get an opportunity to flow the blessings that I've received into others. And I'll tell you what, a lot of times we're holding the answers to prayers that people are praying right in our hands, and we just got to let them flow. We've just got to let them flow. How do we bless others? Well, so many different ways of doing it. I mean, I, I've got a picture back here of sidewalk art. Uh, one, there's a church up in, on the north side of the city of Chicago. It started a few years, a few years ago, and, and they did this as a way of reaching out to others and just sharing the light of Jesus, putting verses and, uh, and other nice sayings on the, on the sidewalks as people walk by them. It's very passive, but they did something. And I think Jesus is looking for us to be active, too, serving in a local school, volunteering a homeless shelter, so teaching in the children's area here or volunteering or leading a ministry. So many active ways to bless. I believe, really, that our imagination and abilities will be good guiding points for the direction in which to look. And by the way, by the way, when Jesus said, do to others, it's in the same verb tense as asking, seeking, and knocking. So what he's saying here is keep on doing to others what you would want done to yourself. Developing a life of gratitude. It really does happen when we choose a directional focus and then begin to point ourselves in that way. So here's my challenge for you in the week ahead. First of all, I want to ask you to look up. You know, take some time this week and focus on God. Now, there's several ways to do it. Yeah, one, definitely, I was reminded of this by somebody at the first time. You know, you tell, tell us to read our Bibles. You know, this is a great way to focus on God. I try to read the, read the Word every day, and it helps. It helps. I think it opens us up so we can see Him in nature and so forth. But I also want you to go out this week, sometime on a clear night, and look up at the stars. If you like getting up in the morning early, well, get up early in the morning, look up at the stars, and thank God for being who He is. How big and majestic and grand as he is. Then I want you to look back. I want to encourage you to look back at the ways you have seen God at work in your life. And I encourage you to take some time and thank God for how you've seen him act. Thank him for being the father he is, giving good gifts. And then last but not least, I'd like to invite you to look around. Find one person you can practice the golden rule towards. I guarantee if you, if you ask for God to show you somebody, he's going to show you somebody. And then I'm just going to encourage you to step into it. Step into it. You never know. You might be holding the answer to someone's prayer right in your hands. And if all you have to do is let God's love flow through you as you step in. Now maybe you're here today and you're not even really sure about the reality of God or any of this stuff. And that's okay. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. Really, I'm glad you're here checking it out. Thank you for being here. And what I'd encourage you to do would be to talk to God. You can talk to God just like I'm talking right now. 
talk to him and ask him. And I could ask him to do this. God, would you show yourself to me this week? I know who God is. God wants to show himself to me. If you ask for it, he will do it. He will do it. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for being here with us today. I thank you for who you are, our Father. For those who are wondering about you, the reality of you, I, uh, Lord, I just pray that you will show yourself to them this week. Now pray that prayer for them. Show up in a way where they have no doubt but to say, okay, <laughs> that was God. Father, for we who are following, I, I want to pray you open our minds. Help us to remember the way we've seen you at work. Open our eyes and ears so we can respond to people who can help. And Father, let us be light to people who need to see you at work. Thank you for being our Father. In the powerful name of your Son, Jesus, we thank you. Amen.